0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and I have a wonderful guest with me here today, Luis Gonzalez. He's a master facilitator, speaker with FIERCE. But really what he wants to talk about today is communication. Not just verb, 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 and everybody kind of talking on top of each other and around each other, but to each other and coming from the place of heart. We're in this wonderful transition in the world right now, and it's all about how are we going to navigate this new path? Because there is not going back to the old norm. We're in a, a beautiful invitation to step up and change things up in the world, and that means that we need to change things up within us and how we communicate with other people, and what we're going to do to be a part of the solution to the problems in the world. And very often that is the first look is turn the eyes in, turn the eyes in. Are you coming from a place of the heart? When you're speaking to people, what intent is behind it? And what is your communication? Is it pitching? Is it selling something? Or is it inviting? And I think really right now, we all want that warm embrace of warm, comforting, inviting words coming from the heart doesn't matter if you're in business or what you're doing in the world we want to know that there's a personal touch and that's very very important welcome to the show Louis
1: thank you it's a pleasure to be here
0: so um you said it before we opened up here coming from the heart it's my it's music to my ears because (laughs) you know um in business, in life, everything, you know, people think, oh, we'll leave the heart out of it. And everything seems to be from the head up, you know, this calculation, what am I going to get out of it? What does it benefit me? And then, when you actually do come from the heart, the soul and the spirit, that's when you really are connected to not only what you say, but the intent behind it.
1: I would agree. I would agree. Uh, I think in my world, that is resonating for me more than ever right now. Asking myself, getting curious with myself before I even engage in a conversation. I'll admit I'm a human being. I'm often triggered by a headline or a news <laughs> flash or what have you. Now in my life, I'm really trying to practice and learn to just stop, think about what, what are my thoughts, my ideas around whatever that is that's let's just say triggered me for lack of a better. I'll just use that example now. Why is it triggering me? What is the source of that? Going deep within myself, interrogating my own reality around it, which would include what are my assumptions?
0: Mm-hmm. Do,
1: I, do I have biases around an individual or a group of people or what have you? Really trying to understand that in myself and then in my life, family members, people that I'm friends with still that may have different perspectives than I do on what's going on in the world. My gut instinct is to go in with, in the conversation with the idea of I'm right. And let me share, and let me share with you why my perspective is actually the right one. And I'm really trying to understand now, intellectually understand that everyone has their own view of reality, but I really want to practice that and really understand that going into conversations, not from a position of let me share with you why I'm right or why my perspective is right. But more about, help me understand how you see this and why. And tell me more about that. And maybe being open myself to having my perception changed. Perhaps.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm a true colors coach, you know, which teaches the four key personality traits. And those personality traits are the way people are going to interact and receive and perceive information and you know we all have a dominant color a dominant personality and that is the way we're going to see our truth but if you get three other people of different personality traits in the room and each one is sharing their truth well now you've actually got a whole truth there that you can really digest so coming at it from just your point of view and it's right you are um not only deluding yourself but you're denying yourself these other wonderful perspectives that actually put all the pieces of the puzzle together.
1: I love that. That's exactly kind of how I look at it. I've often used uh, the analogy of a kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. You look through it, you see this beautiful image. What if I advance it? What Mm -hmm. if I roll it slightly and drops happen inside that tube and now I see things in a whole new different way? I often use that as an analogy in conversation. I'm going in with a certain viewpoint. Yeah. The turning of that kaleidoscope might be, Sarah. How do you see this? Yes. Help me understand how you see that kaleidoscope turns a little bit as you're answering that. And now I'm seeing things in a whole, in a whole new way, in a whole in a whole different light. And now I think I'm better prepared to actually, if it's necessary, get into uh, perhaps a challenging conversation or one that might not be so comfortable. Um, Another thought I had as you were saying that is, we've all got pieces of, you. I forgot how you just worded it, but perhaps our own reality, these are different realities. I've often thought of a beach ball in the same way. It's got these different colored stripes on Mm -hmm. it, but they make up the whole beach ball and they all come to a point, they all meet somewhere, but you've got a blue stripe, you've got a red stripe, but they're
0: all part of the bigger ball, if, if you will. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I might be coming from a blue stripe
0: and you might be <laughs> yes. from a red Well, I, I'm definitely coming from the blue stripe. Look at my background. <laughs> I'm a clear flu personality, if anybody knows what those are, which is, means air sign and constantly going with the flow, um, Wow, which is uh, very important for me, fluidity in a conversation. You know, um, you, know you know, when people are calculating their talk. Because there's the pause, you can see the eyes going left to right, and they're calculating what they say. And we don't want people to be, you know, we want people to think before they speak, but we don't want it to be calculated. It isn't, well, should I say this or should I say that? And at the present moment, with the Me Too movement, with Black Lives Matter, with COVID, with masks on, masks off, and, and everything that's going on right now, people are really scared to have a conversation because they're scared to say the wrong thing. Instead of just getting into a flow and speaking from the heart, you know, meeting this attack that you said it this way and said it that way. Look to the intent of the conversation.
1: Yes, if I can speak to that for a second. Please. Uh, You you just described me. Ah. Especially right now. uh, I could be blue, I don't know. We can have an offline conversation about (laughs) the color I might be. I suspect I'm definitely an air sign in the flow, fluidity. Mm -hmm and I have been known, ask anybody who's known me for a while, I have been known to say kind of what's on my mind, uh, for better or for worse. I'm working on that as I, as I try to improve myself, as I try to enrich relationships around, uh, with others around me and all that. So when I'm about to speak, if you see me perhaps pausing before I speak, what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's about the authenticity mm-hmm. of what you're saying, not necessarily of, of uh, it's just the authenticity. So if I pause, what I'm doing is, how can I say this in the best way that lands the best way? Okay. Because I've been known to have rough edges. I've been yeah. known to just say, well, I think yeah. this, and it, it can rock people's boats. And yeah, while that may be really what I'm thinking, could it be said in a way yeah. that lands differently? To get it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we don't. So we funny. don't want the you know the uh, the baseball in a volleyball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. and I will say I have been that guy mm-hmm. or gal even recently, within those you know, six months or so, in a training room. I'm a corporate trainer. And saying the wrong thing, speaking from the heart, but I say something and then it lands the wrong way for someone in the room and they attack me.
0: Yeah. Did you hear
1: what you just said? Mm-hmm. You're a misogynist. Yes. You're a racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm doing a lot more of that. How will I respond to this? I'm not trying to calculate what yeah. I think they want me to say. Yes. But how am I gonna say it in a way that lands better?
0: <laughs> but I also think when we listen to people, you know, you know, we've got to understand that we're in transition and there are some old patterns, old programming going on, and there is going to be verbiage that comes out that is not acceptable today. And we're still in that zone of what is and what isn't acceptable. So before you jump down someone's throat about what they've just said, how about listen to where the intent comes from? Did they intend to be nasty or is it was just maybe that phrase could be refrained, rephrased in a different way. Yes.
1: yes. And, and I would agree. Uh, I think a lot of times what my, this is just my experience. Um, I've heard the term agenda used and can mm-hmm. be kind of a sometimes, but a lot of people, and I'll even maybe speak for myself. We have an agenda now. Yes. And when I find myself in larger group conversations or whatever, I realize that, using the example that I just shared with you about being called out mm-hmm. uh, like that in the classroom, there's often people with an agenda. And so with that agenda, first and foremost in their mind, and it might be a, a really yeah. good agenda. Yeah. It might be a valuable, right. awesome agenda. Wrong Piece place, wrong
0: time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, ha, yeah. And as you said, because the agenda is so top of mm. mind, I think assumption on my part, but I think it overrides. Yes the ability to stop yourself and ask, well, what was the intention about yes. what you said?
0: Yes. Well, we're, uh, you know, as human nature, we're very, very critical, judgmental, and quick to damn. You know, and this is that nasty side of human nature that is there. And, you know, if you're different, you're wrong. You know, if you said something, you must be evil. Um, if you're, you know, this color, that color, you must be. And we've got to get rid of the you must be we've got to look at everybody as their beautiful and perfect selves because that's what makes them unique. And, you know, um, I do get into trouble by saying to my friends of color, I acknowledge the color of your skin is this or that, but it's not why I speak to you. I actually connect with the heart. I connect Mm -hmm. with the consciousness. That's As an empath, that's what my vibration goes to. The package you're in, it's just your wonderful authenticity of your culture and what you bring to the table, but I don't see color first, I never have. And some people would jump on you, but you don't acknowledge my black skin or you don't acknowledge this, you know, what how, I'm, you know, are, you con, are you condemning me for being the white skin? Let's draw the line here because right now there is an outrage, an outrage going on. And yes, there should be an outrage going on because things have to change, but who are you directing it at? Don't direct it at your foes.
1: Right. I would agree. I would agree. And you know, talking about race as well, if I may go there. Yeah,
0: we've already gone there. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's a topic that needs to be talked about. It really does. Uh,
1: I'd like to share my my experience and my perspective Mm. on that. Um, My last name, my name, Luis Gonzalez, obviously is a you know Latin American Hispanic Spanish name. Uh, My mother was Anglo. My father was Mexican American both parents at some point divorced, and both of them remarried African-American uh, spouses. Oh, wow, and that was had interesting. Had children produced from that. So my brothers and sisters are a mix of Mexican, white, and black.
0: I grew up- Box of chocolates, wonderful. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I grew up with my mother and my father since I was a baby, mm-hmm. both telling me and my brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter the outside, it's the yes. inside. How do yes. people treat you is how you're, and how do, you, how do you relate with them as a human being? And my mom used to always tell me, I don't care who you bring home, uh, if you're in love with someone, if they're purple, if they're Martian, I don't <laughs> yes. care. Are they are they a good person and how yeah. they treat you? And so I was raised with that mindset. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in a place called Compton, California, which has become quite known Ooh. now due to rap in the 90s and all that but I grew up in Compton in the 60s and the 70s when it was actually prior to that by 20 years it was a mixed multiracial neighborhood and so I grew up in that bubble of an environment and it wasn't until I got probably in my early teens maybe a little bit earlier maybe 10 11 or 12 when I started to realize that not everybody thought that way right and I became the subject of I wouldn't call it bullying necessarily, but taunting and teasing because my mother was married to a black man. And so now race has come up to the surface and I have my perspectives, I have my experiences and I have my thoughts and my beliefs and all of that. And I'm right now watching mostly the conversations take place from the sidelines. And if I'm asked to engage in those conversations, (laughs) uh, I, I certainly will. So I just wanted to just share that uh, you know, with you. My
0: children are mixed uh, of Chinese, um, half Chinese and half British. And, uh, you know, here in Canada, um, there's been a lot of Chinese racism due to COVID and a lot yeah, of attacks you. on the Chinese people here because of it. And, yes. you know, um, I was having a conversation with a white woman who, who was brought up um, near an Indian reserve. So she went to the you know, Indian reserve school. And so she was the only white person there. So she got bullied for being white and different i think what we're looking at the problem is is why do we persecute difference differences yes you know what are we looking at you know um seasons have different colors right mm-hmm. you know uh, the the flowers have different colors you know yes. why are we so hung up on color yeah. i get it you know
1: I've thought that too and I've also just from the way I look at life I think like it's so obvious to me as I'm looking out my glass windows life itself is diverse yes it's diverse and it's wonderful absolutely so human beings are just a reflection of that we're following the material set up how it's all set up it's diverse it's all all natural yes it's the way it's (laughs) supposed to be and how awesome is that how boring Uh, yes it's a perspective
0: i guess yeah well i don't i think i think it's quite honestly a fact you know that human beings have chosen to look and pocket people in different categories And, you know, we've seen it with the elite and the middle class and the poor class and the this and the that and the uneducated. We love to label. We love to label and put people in that little box and say, don't leave that box, right? That's what you are. That's all that you will ever be. And what they haven't taken into account is the heart and the human spirit and the, the conscious soul of the channeling of the wisdom. And when we take that into it, we realize we are so much more than the vehicle that we're in or the poverty we may have been brought up in, or the lack of education, or the lack of health. We are so much more when we choose to step into spirit. And if we look at people more from the heart and the soul of who they are, and in the spirit that they present themselves, we would truly see ourselves as an enriched human society. But we don't. We look at people in judgment and in criticism. And this is a huge human flaw that really needs to be rectified. And I wonder
1: on that note, is it the way we're hardwired? Is it the way that human society has in the last few hundred years or however many years? Thousands years? really.
0: It's always been divided. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then we compartmentalize. I do it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. This person belongs in this category. Then comes up the idea. We don't have to go there now, but of intersectionality. Yeah. uh, Black woman, lesbian.
0: Yes. Uh, and there's all
1: these layers. And so what you know, it leads me to like, the, what is identity? It's so diverse.
0: Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, for, for, from my, um, my learnings, it, it is we've lived such a human life. Um, you know, the survival, you know, uh, at all costs. And yes. we've now in the last definitely um, six to eight years been awoken in our consciousness. And we've been awoken to the fact that we are energy and that we're t- made of energy particles and that we can relate with each other on a higher plane. And we can step into that higher consciousness that is beyond the physical. And as we wake up to that consciousness, we have a better understanding of what is right and what is wrong and the way that we really need to address each other. But we're in that transition right now of learning. And so the way it's always been was human survival. But that in itself uh, just was a perpetual of killing each other over and over again. Now we're into that frival step of stepping into heart, stepping into conscious, looking at each other as the nuggets and the gifts that we are, and realizing that is where the true worth and the true enrichment is in life.
1: Yeah, you know, to me where we're going with this conversation now that what you just said leads right back to how we started this conversation with the idea of conversations Mm -hmm. and communication. How do you see it? What's your experience? Yes. What has made you become who you are today? I'm sure there's layers of good and not so good and Mm -hmm. all kinds of experiences that have made us who we are and what we bring to the table. And that uh, tells me that my compartmentalizing is just this mental trip that i play with
0: myself yeah well it's patterning you know we've got to understand there's the hard drive the hard wiring that makes the body work the heart pump the blood flow and everything and then there's the software which is the programming and we've not only got this lifetime programming of society religion government schooling we've got the dna programming and we have the ancestral programming so you know we're not going to just do this oh this is the way we do things now and it's all going to be changed in order to delete old programming we have to insert new programming so we're we're in the era of relearning relearning reverbing reprogramming ourselves and putting in what we know will benefit not only ourselves but human society it's Mm. not about me myself and i glum glum it's no. about how can I be the best and abundant me so that I can share me in service to others.
1: In hopes that maybe, at least is my thought in hopes that maybe it'll inspire them also or yes. trigger it for them also uh, to do the same, you know, that's, if, if I may, we're kind of taking our conversation. We're swimming, areas. we're swimming. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> great. Uh where you mentioned that we're in a, in a time now uh-huh. where this is obviously a time of change, time of reckoning and time of uh, big change. And this is the way I see it. And I think that maybe uh, we may have similar perspectives on this, that this is a big paradigm shift mm-hmm. for us, human race and moving towards light and love. Now, I mentioned in my bio to you that I spent some time Uh, Just traveling around in my bus, I call it a hippie, hippie gypsy, uh, just going, living in the moments. Mm, This was when I was younger, but Mm. I knew I had, I I was onto something and Mm. I was definitely into working on myself. And at that time, this was in the late eighties, early nineties, I thought the same thing that you were just saying, this is a time of change. Mm. There's an awakening happening. I am a light being and I'm going to work on myself and spread that light and it's going hopefully going to you know be working service whatever that means to help others in some way or other and I don't know what happened uh, maybe it was the bush years maybe it was 9/11 maybe who knows but events happened and my yes. consciousness shifted where I thought to myself maybe I was wrong maybe this is just material world and this is the nature of it and the best I can do is work on myself and get out and work on my next life or whatever it is, right? (laughs) Yes, I really did think that. I thought that maybe there isn't an awakening. Maybe it doesn't seem like we're headed in the right direction and then uh, even recently in the last four years, I won't go into details, but with what's going on in the United States, our current administration and all that, I thought (laughs) we are definitely (laughs) Not going in the way that I think we should be going. We just
0: entered the twilight zone. (laughs) Yes. And now,
1: I want to say now, uh, in the last three or four months, I've been re, uh, not re-energized, but somehow or other I am thinking, you know what, the way I think that life should play out and the way that the universe should unfold, that's the way I think, but the universe, truth, love god whatever you want to call it has a has its own way of doing it and so now i think we are actually i'm yeah. kind of back to that like yeah there there's stuff happening and it was happening it's been happening i maybe wasn't aware of it or i had a different perspective on it but now i'm really being called to action i guess you could say ah, so, yes but so i do as a as a trainer a communications trainer on the above the surface level it's like a job Mm. i have a contract with my company i perform a service they pay me and we build our business and we grow and we help people improve their communication that's what our mission is right to help improve results for the company and by the way personally for you to also improve your interpersonal results but on a deeper level i'm really trying to Mm. Connect that with a deeper service. Yeah. Even though it's under the, I don't want to say under the guise, but it's in the vehicle of corporate training. It still resonates with people in the room. And I see it when it goes off. We connect when it does, they'll come to me and say, can we talk about this? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it real and be genuine with my, my spouse, my partner, my coworker, my boss, whatever it is. And let's talk about that. So I know that even it's in the vehicle of, you know, improving your results and improving the bottom line and all that, it's still all about, at the end of the day, human connection coming from the heart, bringing your authenticity to all of your conversations and all of your relationships in the hopes that it'll deepen those relationships and help us us grow. Now, that makes sense. 100%
0: champing at the bit here. I was given a saying that the universe is here to shake us up, wake us up, to step up, to change it up. And I think we're in the step up. I love that. (laughs) And also that actionism is the new activism. That, you know, no more talking about it, let's step into action, right? Yes. Also, uh, right, exactly. It's, you know, we've enough said, let's just put the foot to the pedal. Also, with all the many shows I've done, I've done over 2,000 personally myself, the common theme is, is how can I be better to bring better to the world in whatever realm I'm doing it? But also in all the business shows that I've done, which has been so enlightening, is how many people are working with corporations, working with governments, working with industries to look at investing in the people. And planet resources for profit, not profit at the expense of, which is the way it's been for so long now. And it's hallelujah. And also openly talking about where's the heart and soul of your business and understanding that if anybody's going to do business with you, they first got to buy you. And do they want to know you? Because if they don't want to know you, they're not going to do business with you.
1: People buy, you've heard this, buy from who they know, trust and
0: Connect oh, for, with. Connect actually, with. That evolve, vibration, uh, right? That, that connection. I don't uh, I just like them. There's just something there, right? Yes, and that's that yes. connection that you've made. And that means you're open to conversation. You're open to learning right. from one another. There that's is a right. trust factor there. And that's beautifully where we're stepping into. We could step into it a lot faster, but it is happening. And, yep. you know, to hear that's what you're doing. And uh, you know, and openly talking about the heart, and openly talking about by you know making your own life, you know, because everything is an inside-out job, isn't it? We've got to deal with our inside selves to bring right. the best of ourselves out, and mm-hmm. to have people realize that it's not just in the workplace that this state of beingness is from home to work to friends to anywhere in society. Yeah. All work is, is a different hat that you're wearing mm-hmm. at the time, right? All we're doing is wearing different hats in different situations, but we should always be genuinely, genuinely, authentically ourselves and embrace who we are.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I found that in conversations and as I'm a, a, you know, a trainer and a consultant on this stuff uh, in the corporate world. Uh, and again, there's that personal overlap. There's not really a division in our minds. Uh, you know, I'm often presented with the challenge that people seem to have and it's been a challenge of mine as well. You know, I have this difficult thing that I need to say. I need to talk with Sarah and I'm not sure how she's going to take it. I'm not sure how it's going to land. It might mean uh, it could affect our relationship or whatever it is. And I look at myself and my examples of this as I try to assist other people with these kinds of situations. And what has ranked true for me is, even though in the moment as I'm sharing with Sarah, my truth, even if in the moment, it rocks her a little bit or shakes her a little bit, or she doesn't like what I'm saying, or it wasn't what she had hoped or expected, it is my truth.
0: Yes. And,
1: And wouldn't Sarah want to know what's genuinely on my heart, on my mind? Yeah. Or would Sarah prefer me to keep it at the surface level and tell her what I think she wants to hear to try to please her? And I'm a people pleaser, so I'm really continuing, <sighs> continuing to work on that one.
0: Oh, oh,
1: and I try to help it people- me without, years, <laughs> It took me years, <laughs> yeah. darling, it took me years. Wasted so much of my the life in a pretzel.
0: No, it's, it, yeah. it's, you will yeah. never please everybody, never. Because no. you, you know, you, you finally got this person pleased and that person's displeased. It's just be yourself, and those that care about you and that hear you and that see you will want to be with you, and those that don't, that's okay.
1: That's right. And I, I have learned from those people who I have had a hard time with like, I've got to talk to them, I've got to yeah. talk to them, I'm not sure. And then I go ahead and I, I step out from behind that and I share in some terms that perhaps sound like, hey, it, this is difficult for me to say this, Sarah. And here's yeah. what I'm really feeling. Here's what's really on my heart. I've had those people, I'm using you as an example, yes. people in your position right now as I'm talking with you may come back to me and this is what I've learned from them where they've said, you know, Luis, wasn't what I wanted to hear. That wasn't what I hoped to hear. It wasn't what I expected to hear. You've given me a lot to think about. And thank you so much for being authentic and genuine. I get that this was difficult right. for you to, to come and share this with me. And man, let me give you a hug for having the courage yeah. to do that. Yeah, And mm. yeah, you've given me a lot to think about. Not sure how to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to go to digest it.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But, but you, know what you, you know what you've done? You've given people permission to step outside of their own limited box, to be free to speak to something. And, and to, to look at that honesty and be grateful for it and go, well, if he can have the courage to be honest, surely I can.
1: Yes. And then that, that works for me because I yes. learn from other people. Yes. That I've got to do this. I've got to do it. Yeah. You know, and then I think to myself, okay, let's say, for example, I need to talk with Sarah about something and I'm not sure she's going to handle it yeah. well or whatever it is, right? Well, let's say I don't. Let's say I decide to just hold back okay. and not say anything and just carry on. What's the risk of that? What's the cost of that? How does it affect me? How does it affect uh, my peace of mind? Does it keep me awake at night? Am I holding on to it? And does it later manifest into a physical
0: kind of a thing? Yes, yes, yes.
1: what (laughs) What does that say about my relationship with Sarah? If I'm withholding something that probably really needs to be said, wouldn't that, I'm, yeah. asking, I'm talking to myself, wouldn't yeah. that enrich the relationship if I was able to do what I just said a minute ago? Sarah, this is difficult for me to say, but I gotta say it, it's my truth, it's my yeah. heart. Wouldn't that enrich the relationship? And so that's the conversation I have with myself that prompts me to say, "Yes, you gotta do it.
0: And you know, and the you thing know, is right. by not doing it, suddenly this attention feeling, there's an elephant in the room and then you know that little crack starts happening and the earthquake starts splitting and it gets to a point that you can't have that conversation anymore it's too far gone and you know I have found that if I needed conversations with people there's certain people you can't speak with because they're going to go on the defense all the time so what I have found is take the time to write Now the beautiful thing about writing it out is that write out what's in your heart, what, how you feel, then reread it. I can delete that. I can say that differently. I can do this. I can do that. Where's my intent. You get rid of the yanks from it. And then when you send it, the person's going to read it, they'll have their initial reaction, then maybe read it again. And then when you do come to the conversation, that initial thing is over with, because if people are going to be on the defense, they're being guarded not because of you, but because of themselves.
1: That's right. Yes, yes. I like that. And I like how you uh, describe how you write it down. Mm. And then it almost seems to me cathartic in a way yes. that you're able to kind of dump it out on paper yeah. without sending yeah. it Yes, yes. Or don't
0: press send. <laughs> don't click <don't laughs> <press> send. <laughs> on <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, revisit it later when you've calmed down. And then you go, look, and, you know, I can get rid of that and get rid of that. What do I really want to say here? And then send that off and, and the angst or the anger or the whatever is gone and, and you're presenting something, you know, uh, and, and it's always, you know, I'm sorry that you received this in the, in the wrong way, but um, this was my intent. This was my
1: intention. Yeah.
0: And, and the thing is, you can't do anything about the other person's reaction. If it's come from an honest place with you, you're owning your space, right? right. They have to own their reaction. But this is why I like to kind of write because then they can go into their reaction and then digest it and have another reaction before we speak.
1: I like that. Uh, this is speaking to me right now because if I may share personally, yes. what I'm working on personally right now, and it's a big challenge for me, uh, lessons ahead, I'm sure. Mm. I'm, a very pa- I'm, a ve- I'm a very passionate person. Uh, You're seeing a toned-down version of me right now. Oh, be
0: passionate, (laughs) Diane, be blue.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm passionate, and that's what makes me a successful trainer in the classroom. Mm. I'm passionate, and I can connect with people. Now, the downside of that is when I'm communicating, and if you tell me something, and I don't want to say triggered too many times, I've used that word already, but it sparks something Mm. in me, and we're emotionally hardwired as human Mm. beings what i 'm working on right now is doing my best to sit with those emotions, but not have those emotions theero yeah <laughs> and then then woven, woven into what i 'm telling you right so because I've done that and I get passionate. No, yeah. Sarah, check it out. This yeah. is, yeah. Know, and then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then now. a golf mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People who know me know that's me. Yeah. But people who don't know me, yeah. I'm trying to really be aware of that. Like, are they going to see me and interpret me and box me, label me yeah. as a hothead, yeah. a live wire, uh, a lot of rough edges that need to be smoothed out, or do I want to be seen as An effective communicator that can say what's on his heart and on his mind uh, without all of that emotion, and that's a challenge for me, so. Uh,
0: Well, you know, I always say, um, tap into your emotions, but don't become emotional about them. There we go. Right, and um, you know, I'm a very passionate person, and you know, I I do, I have a show called, you know, Essential Expressions, and the reason for that is that when we are in tune with our emotions, with our connection, with our heart, soul, and spirit, and our mind. We are very central people because we're using all of our senses. And our senses literally, you know, project before we even enter the room. We're there. So many people misconstrued that as sexual Mm. instead of central, that you're tuned in. And a lot of other people look at it and go, oh, no, that's too much to me because they're so shut off in so many areas. So what you're doing And what I've had to learn to do is adjust the volume. Where is my volume going to be on my passion? Who can I let loose with? Who can I really just be myself and let the passion out and let it fly? And where do I kind of adjust the volume on other people? And it's not me not being authentic to myself. It's just me adjusting my volume of all that I am uh, to the level of people's receiving me.
1: I love that analogy. That's actually very helpful for me right now as I'm sharing with you <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm working on. It's about a level because the challenge for me was, you know, I can't separate my no. emotions. No. And this yes. is who I am. Yes. And I've had people tell me throughout my life, even recently, no, Luis, be who you yes. are. That's why we love yes. you. Yes. And I, and I still piss people off sometimes. Yes. Because, I, because it comes out. So that's the volume yes. works for me. What volume
0: do you have it at? Yeah, yeah, well, the anecdote according to who you're with is where you can go. And sometimes, you know, you could start off low and you can see, well, they're in the groove with me. I can go higher. And I can go higher, and then you can reach that pitch without them feeling oh, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? yes. Yes. <laughs> because I know that my energy can be too much. Other people who feel I see, I feel your hearts are. I feel it. And to other people, it's like oh, it's a bit too much. And the reason yeah. why it's too much is because literally they have not ignited their own heart, soul, or spirit yet. They're not tuned in, and wow. so it comes as as a as a You know, like if you put your two hands together and you push, 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 but you keep your hands still, you can feel the force Mm -hmm. building up. And when you come on too strong to people, they're feeling that force because they've got things that haven't been switched on yet. So if we come at them slowly with the slow volume and we turn it up as we open them up, you know, then they can start feeling things they haven't felt before. Oh. This is actually pretty good. I like this. I've been so guarded in my life to keep it down and not show that emotion. But I like this emotion. So you're actually helping people discover their own emotions bit by bit. But it's knowing your audience.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's
0: key.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm working on that. That's helpful for me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we turned it to a coaching show.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. right? Very valuable conversation for me
0: now. Oh. And for okay. all of us, I mean, you know, let's let's go back to the the state that we're in right now with all the movements that are out there. We've got people that are very passionate about it. I've had people here on air, uh, people of color who have been very passionate about it. And they have every right to be passionate about it because they're tired of being persecuted. And that's their right. As long as they don't become derogatory towards anyone else let them speak their passion this is the platform mm-hmm. and but this is where we need to you know t- sometimes turn that volume down of how much of this activism you know is is uh, about angst and anger, I understand the anger, but we also know anger ends up bringing out the guns. It's, uh, we need clear heads right now. We need hearts ignited. We need people to understand and step up and be your allies. So therefore, keep that volume at invitational because you want to invite people to join you. You want to okay. invite people to be comrades with you. And the only way you can do that is not pointing fingers and damning people but inspiring people by inviting them through that inspiration.
1: I love that. Love that. Yeah.
0: But that's in everything that. that we do right now. I mean, we're going to go through this. You and I are going to go through these changes radically through until the end of our days. And those changes are going to continue on before they set. I think we're looking at a couple more generations before we see that complete shift set in place as a, as a norm. And, you know, for me, I'm I'm 65, so I don't know how much longer I've got to do this and watch this. I'm hoping to be around long enough to see that shift definitely take place. But we do have to be persistent with what we believe in and what we communicate and why we communicate it. And it's not about backing down. It's about stepping up. But, you know, you've got heavy metal right and you and you 've got you know um, a symphony of harmonic music, which music should you play in which arena that is inviting to people
1: exactly that resonates with them yeah. that will make them more curious to engage yes. in the conversation yeah yeah
0: and and it's knowing that it 's gauging that isn 't it and you know, I'm sure with, with the work that you do, you come and do your presentation, but then it's like, who am I talking to? You need to know who the people are that you're talking to so you can get a gauge of how to speak back to them. So it's all very well introduction, but now invitation allow people to step forth and reveal themselves.
1: You know, that's beautiful. You just sparked something uh, in, in my memory uh, and it deals with assumptions and it mm-hmm. deals with uh biases and all that i may go and this is pre-covid go into a conference room and there's let's say 30 people in the room of various levels some high level c level execs and perhaps others in the room and i may have a context i may have an assumption by observing the body language Mm -hmm. by observing various things that tell me okay he or she is not really interested in being here they can't wait to hear what we have to say and and i start Probably compartmentalizing and (laughs) and, uh, perhaps even judging. Uh, She looks like she doesn't want to be here. Oh, I can tell he's going to be the one who checks out or asks me the gotcha questions or whatever. And I'm often surprised uh, in a good way that that, uh, those assumptions are blown away because it's often the quiet ones that look like they don't want to be there that will come to me afterwards and say, oh my gosh, that was so impactful. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and I just love that because I love having my assumptions screwed up like that. And it always brings me back again to the same question that I asked myself, like, is there more to the story here that you might yes. not know?
0: Yes. And there, there always is. You're mm-hmm.
1: having about the uh, various people and why is that? And realize that, yeah, I'm always probably going to have assumptions, but if I can recognize it's an assumption, let's see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Allow. Being open, exactly. Allow. Exactly. Uh, allowing. Whatever happened, and that's the magic and beauty that I miss actually, not being able to be physical in the room, mm. training yes. uh, people and, and yeah. you know, with communication trainings and such. So,
0: yeah. whenever I did public speaking, the first thing I would do would go in, be silent, look at everybody, because when you're silent, suddenly they realize you're silent and they sit still. <laughs> and then I have everybody stand up and do three very deep breaths, do and you. then just turn around to whoever's next to them and say hello and then sit down. And what I find is that it, it severs what they came in with, and it puts people in the same vibration. I love that. Right, now Can they've taken, that? yeah, <laughs> it works, try it. And with those deep breaths now, people are centered, the, the alignment of the chakra is there, they're more open to receive. And then again, it comes again, rather like an orchestra, it starts off slowly. The music is soft and inviting, getting people swaying and then builds up to the crescendo where they're getting up and dancing. And then, you know, obviously the calming down afterwards. And if we follow the rhythm of life, the rhythm of music, the rhythm of dance, and we do the same in the way that we're we're doing our work, we will find people will step into that rhythm naturally because it's part of our nature and, and want to be a part of the rhythm. And you'll see people that normally would never participate, participating.
1: That's right. I love that. This is beautiful. I'm glad we're having this conversation. (laughs) Um,
0: I don't do too much public speaking anymore because I'm doing this all the time. Um, But I prefer, you know, the intimate room. Um, and I like people to ask questions, you know, I do my thing and then it's interactive. Um, I don't like the big arenas because I find them impersonal and there's too much static as an energy reader that, you know, you've got too much conflict there. And I think it's also, you know, if you are a person that is communicating with people, is choose your stage. You know, do you like the big auditorium? Do you like the small intimacy? You know, where do you thrive best? And, mm-hmm. and stick to that because that's where you're going to get the best results.
1: Yep, yep. I would agree. Uh, it, you know, this brings up another thing too as you're talking about this. Uh as you just mentioned to me where what's your best or what stage mm-hmm. do, you know do you operate best on and all that. Right now that stage is not able to be happening for me. It it's,
0: it's zooming.
1: It's zooming. <laughs> yes.
0: uh, and
1: there are pros and cons to that. It's not my favorite. I mean, I'm enjoying connecting with you here, but I would much prefer And in person, I don't know if we would be able to do that anyway, because you're in Canada, but you know what I mean? Yes. And then that brings up the thought of, and maybe we can talk about this now, that there's, and this is life. See, I was talking about this, I was talking about this with some friends last night. There's immediate right now uncertainty Mm -hmm. about stuff, for sure. Huge. Uh, Yeah, I don't, we don't know. Tomorrow?
0: <laughs> you no. Know, so we
1: really, dream. in the bigger scheme, that's still the truth anyway. It's, it doesn't matter if things are running smoothly and we were all just carrying on right now, and there were no major uh, right pandemies. catastrophes. It's <laughs> still uncertain. Yeah. You still don't know when no. your last day is. You still no. don't know what life is going to bring. But back to your original thought, you know, where is that stage for me and all that? I love the human interaction. I mm. miss that feeling of the vibe i'm also an empath and so i need to pick up on those vibes and all of that a little harder to do on a on a platform like this but it can be done but it brings me back to this uncertainty and that's another thing i'm working with now trusting in the perfection of the universe and it's all playing out according to how it's supposed to play out from my immediate vision it may seem awful but in the bigger vision in the bigger picture it's all perfect for our unfolding and coming to love and all of that and yet i'm a human being
0: yes (laughs) in this
1: this incarnation and uh there's uncertainty and it's a little unsettling yeah i'm working with that right now Step into your cosmic
0: self you know, um, you know, my human self, you know, knows that there are the daily challenges and I've got to get through that. But, I, you know, my cosmic self, I know that the changes that we're going through right now are designed and they're designed to take a long time because if it was all over now, uh, changes would not set. You know, we can't reprogram people that quickly. So mm-hmm. changes are going to have to take place at, at least at an 18 months before we start seeing a new norm and people settle into that new norm. So we're going to see this disruption going on and this uncertainty for at least an 18 month period before we start seeing um, a settling of somewhat of the dust and and being able to kind of navigate with a little more assuredness. Um, Mm. I'm glad of that because I know human nature having worked with it for so long that until (laughs) Patterns have changed uh, uh, over and over and over again and reset in. All patterns will constantly keep coming up. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm sorry, when you look at North America right now, uh, this complete denial of COVID. Um, you know, again, with the Black Lives More, cops shooting and killing, even though they're under the scrutiny at the present moment. When we're looking at and the person in office <laughs> and the gong show. Um, you know, when we're looking at all that disruption in, in the Celtic runes, it's called haglas, disruption. Oh. And before you can have clarity or creativity, you have to disrupt. And you're in that disruptive stage. So instead of looking at it in a state of panic or a state of, of fear, look at it as an opportunity to create what works, what is the solution, what sure. will benefit the country, what will benefit you, because this is the canvas that you can paint right now.
1: That's right. That's right. That If, if I may speak to that personally, so you've got the grander scale, yeah. right? Uh, or the disruption before you have some clarity and can repiece things back together in a different perhaps better way different way anyway uh that's also for me personally as well so you've got the mac the macro and the micro uh same uh thoughts of what you were just expressing and when this pandemic first hit let's say back in march when i was told you won't be traveling anymore for the foreseeable future and we were quarantined okay i'll probably like everybody else the first or second week i was like okay this is weird what is this (laughs) my whole life is being disruptive disrupted all of this uncertainty what do i do and then everything just kind of settled yeah and as you said i didn't look at it quite as a palette but i looked at it as wow what a perfect opportunity Mm -hmm. i have everything has just stopped yes and now I can rebuild my life, reconstruct
0: it, how mm-hmm. I want. Yes. <laughs> and I did it.
1: Can I share with you that?
0: Yes, yes, please. <laughs> I was
1: what what is often called a road warrior, although I don't like that term. I don't own that term, but that gives an indication of what yeah. I was doing. I was traveling around the United States mostly and also Latin America and Europe doing these uh, Trainings that I do with regard to effective communication, and I thought I loved it, and I do. I love traveling. I love you know. I'm an air sign, so you know, new things, traveling, all that. Wings a flap. Wings, yes, Mercury, my ruling planet. I have wings on my heels. (laughs) So I love that. That was a that was a um, that was a reality for me. And when it stopped. And when I started making my own food and having to cook for my side, I can cook for myself, <laughs> yeah. of course, but having to mm-hmm. do it and not being able to rely on takeout yeah. or restaurants because in the early days, that was all shut. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly having all this time because our work stopped for about a month, people were canceling trainings. There was nothing going right. on for a month. I took that opportunity and I said, you know what? I'm going to get back to my, uh, what kind of schedule do I want? What eating habits do I want? What diet do I want to go back to, etc., etc.? And I started putting it into place. Speed up the film to now, present day, four months later, or whatever it is. This has been a blessing in disguise for me. I understand there's a lot of suffering going on, and I respect that and I acknowledge that. For me personally, this has been a great opportunity for me to erase the chalkboard, the whiteboard, and start anew. And now, I love my schedule, my rising time, my dedicated meditation, yoga time, my nap time, my go for a bike ride and right. go for a walk to fresh air time and shut off time. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you got to work. There's stuff yes. that needs to be done. So, on that macro scale for me, this has been an opportunity and I'm grateful for it. And it's a fine line because, again, there's even people in my family that are. Not having such a good
0: time. Right. Right. Now. And, you know, the, you know in, in times of war, in times of, of you know, of destruction or, or, you know, anything that happens, we're constantly are facing something. I mean, and life is that struggle. But there is always possibilities and opportunities that are presented to us. And even if we fall down in the pit, it's that how are you going to rise back up? You know, that's where everybody are at right now. And some will rise and rise high. Some will just manage to get back on their feet. And some, unfortunately, we will lose. But that is the wave of life. That is the way it goes. It's it's a test of your strength and your courage and your ability, how you're able to see, uh, how you're able to redirect yourself. From um, a podcaster for eight years, you know, I used to get kind of little uh, belittling comments just a little Zoom call, you know, and not much of the respect of the fact that this is an interview done by Zoom. Now you've got all of your uh, late night show hosts, you've got your news, you've got everybody else using Zoom, but the beauty of it is this. Normally you would have somebody in the chair in the studio for two or three minutes and they're gone. Commercials, commercials, they're limited to what they can say. They can't be open and honest. Now with these Zoom calls, people are speaking longer. They're coming from the heart. They're not being restricted. We're seeing open and honesty. I think yes. it's going to be very hard for them to go back to the studio, to the old pattern, after we've seen people in their own habitat, feeling natural, being able to honestly speak from where they want to speak. Uh, it's been beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I was and, well, say it's my world. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Now in the corporate world, You've probably seen it as well, maybe yes. you know, in various places online. I've seen it as well, where let's say last year, if I were doing a webinar, people would be buttoned up, even yes. online, like yes, this, in their offices and all that. And now I have C-suite people online with me, and kids are running in, and yes. dogs are barking. A <laughs> yes. guy told me yesterday, a, a C-level executive said, "Oh my gosh, the soup is on the stove." Hold on a second. <laughs> Runs over does what he has to do to prevent the soup from burning or boiling over and comes back and is like sorry about
0: that I'm <laughs> like,
1: i love this yes Thank
0: you. <laughs> and don't we feel more relaxed with people yes. who are more natural because you know now we're looking at how can we go back to that facade where everybody's perfect yes. you know and we don't thing. want we've seen people without makeup without the hair done you know mine is my own covert cut you know and know, <laughs> it's it's I just, I mean, this is the reason why I have such a passion in doing this because of these open, honest conversations without the restrictions and nobody telling me you can't say that you can't go there uh, or interruptions of a commercial. You know, we get the open, honest conversations and when people listen to them, they go, that's what I want to say or that's what I want to hear. And that is really valid information that I can actually apply to my life.
1: Yeah. And then the trust comes from there, the trust built. Then the relationship is yes. a little bit deeper
0: yeah and you yeah. you'll probably go back to traveling somewhat but probably nowhere near like you did before because so many industries now are looking at you know you, you, to an awful lot of their people stay at home work yeah. on your own schedule as long as the work gets done i don't care when you do it
1: yep Yep. right now and i think all- what
0: we're looking at now in, in the sense of importance, you know, with CEOs and CFOs and all of these people were considered the important and the elite. This whole COVID thing has now shown the true heroes, the bus drivers, the forefront, uh, um, you know, paramedics and nurses and doctors, the shopkeepers, uh, the, the, the stocking of the shelves, the cleaning of the streets, the janitors, the grocery, deliverers the grocery deliver uh, my son has a restaurant. He's been open all the way through this, uh, even though he was losing money, but doing it to, to, to provide for his community and to provide some staff, at least a, an income, even though he had to let a lot of people go, he's made no money from it, it's cost him. But what it has been is an investment in his community. And, and now that everything is coming back, and he had a snapped Achilles heel and is he in a plaster cast doing this. So, you know, that's dedication. <laughs> but that I also, I think, is the difference. We have seen who has stepped up, which yeah. organizations, uh, which small communities, which restaurants, people making masks, people changing their industry machinery over to do this and do yeah. that. We've also seen the people who have gouged. Now, when we're all kind of going back to kind of business again, who are we going to go to? Uh-uh. You were a profiteer during this. I'm not going to That's do business right. with you.
1: This has really shown a spotlight on everything that you just mentioned. Who mm-hmm. and what companies, what organizations mm-hmm. are stepping up, are thriving, are, are taking on the challenge to, to better, even corporations, to better yes. themselves. Yes. And which ones are offering the lip service. Yes. Who's offering the lip, lip service etc. And who's real... in
0: actionism. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, Absolutely. it's, um, although it's troubled times, and unfortunately, especially in America, you're going to see a lot more deaths, because people are just simply not getting it. And maybe that's the way America has to go right now. Because, you know, sometimes you can't fight the cycle. You can't yeah. fight this, you just again, have to go with the flow. If we all have free will, and if their free will is to believe it's a hoax, or you know, conspiracy and go out there and this is not gonna to happen to me and a death happens because of them or happens to them, I'm afraid that onus is on them. And all we can do ourselves is use common sense. We've been asked to wash hands, wear masks and keep our distance. Uh, Is that a huge sacrifice? Adjust the way we do our business, adjust the way we live. You know, we haven't got droids coming over and dropping bombs or people bashing through our door shooting us. You know, we've got to look at the blessings that we do have and what we're really being asked to do. But also look at how it's brought us together. Have we ever seen in the world where everybody's gone through the same thing at the same time? Never. I said the universe was going to bring us something this year to unite us. I didn't know it was going to be this, wow. but boy, has it united us.
1: You had, you had that inclination. Oh, I knew, I knew nothing. 2020 something was a, was a united coming. one. Yeah. Yeah. Something's coming, but you had no idea it was going to be. Go no, out. I had no idea it's, what,
0: but yeah. yeah.
1: This is a, you, you made an interesting point because I have, you know, friends around the world that I'm in contact with. And it's interesting from India to Mexico yes. to yes. Brazil to Hong Kong to everywhere it's like at some point we've all been on lockdown at some yep. point we've we've all got this uncertainty this yep. is on a global scale so and this, this is, is big, the
0: time to big converse big, yeah. with people. To yes. open up the conversation, what are you doing about it? How can I help you? Bring do you just link. need a chat, just to offload yeah. and, and a pep talk right now or, or a support talk right now? I think it's through this wonderful medium of Zoom or however else you want to do it. We can reach out to people and give them our time. Our yep. time isn't that a brilliant gift?
1: So, this is also one of the benefits of what. Yes. On the outside might seem as this big disaster, nah. but if we look a little bit deeper, yeah. all yeah. these little valuable things that are happening as a result of the bigger, yes. what we call disaster, yeah. it's really changing us in a very deep way in the way we interact, the way we look at ourselves.
0: And it's going to change in the way you are going to do your business, how you're going to communicate, in which way you're going to communicate, you know, the dialogue that you're going to communicate. And that's also what's because if we get stagnant in what we do, we get complacent and we lose the heart in it. So having the shakeup and having to relook at something, you know, the way I speak or how I feel, how I present, it keeps you in tune with who you are and what your core message is.
1: Yes resonates with me for sure.
0: Brilliant times. It's, you know, uh, when we look at wars, we see incredible innovations come out of it. Um, But so many people had to die for it. And this seems to be the cycle of earth, you know, and earthlings. Um, And, you know, this is where we have to go with the flow. And if we fret and get anxious and get angry, who's benefiting? Certainly not you and nobody around you. So You know, learning to communicate, not only in business, but with, with ourselves, you know, that the dialogue with yourself is also, oh, huge, Ah, that ah. inner doubt, that inner hate or that inner this and that is most certainly going to reflect out, most certainly going to reflect out. So, you know, I always used to tell my, (laughs) my uh, clients, mirror chalk, go and have a good long conversation with the mirror and see if you can pull the wool over your own eyes.
1: You can't, I do it. I do mirror mm. talk, did it the other day. And if I can share one quick thing with yeah. you, what I'm, what I'm learning to do now, a shift for me, I'm 58. So I'm not a spring chicken either. I've been working on myself for a long time and there's so much more work to be done. I know. But, that's,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's what keeps us alive. If we, would, that's if why we, we're here. Not, that's, is what, you know, what is there to explore? We're exploratory yeah. creatures. Yeah. It's yeah. all about, you know, what else is possible? What yeah. if we could do this? what if we could do that and that's what gets us up every day the unknown where can we go today what's the adventure and you know i I, as i said i'm i'm 65 and it's really only in the last seven or eight years that i've really come into full self-discovery of myself and allowed myself to be who i am without apology and without trying to please everyone as popeye says i am what i am Right.
1: Yep. And I remember that. And that's where I'm at now. Maybe you were there eight years ago. And now I'm, that's what I'm working on with my mirror talk. I just stopped probably about, I don't know, within the last six months, I just stopped chastising myself. I used to look at myself and say, what are you doing? What was that about today? Why did you say that? Why did you make that decision? You could have done a lot better. Now, I'm just having a conversation myself. Where did that come from? What What were you afraid of? Yeah. What can you do different next time? How can you do it differently next time? And then that just shifts. Yeah. It just shifts it. It's still my growth. I'm still working on myself. But it's, I don't know. It's positive. You realize
0: what's all patterning? And, you know, where did that come from? Oh, oh that's been around for a long time. It doesn't patterns. serve me anymore. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to put in its place? And, you know, I know that it takes eight positives to undo one negative. So if you add your negatives in the day and you look at eight positives for each negative and the, and the positives can be gratitude, you know, positive affirmations and, and love and etc. But if we look at that, you know, the old elastic band too, a negative, ping, you know, your brain's going to register. Ouch, that hurts. Say something nice and stroke your hand instead. Oh, I prefer that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> little things you can do. I mean, I still beat myself up and then like, yeah. I go, well, what's the point, Sarah? You are who you are. And people, you know, as they say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. And you know, yeah. take me or leave me. That's, I am perfectly right. I'm not going to be offended.
1: Yeah. And you're fine with that.
0: I'm fine with that. It took a yeah. long time yeah. to get here.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm Long time. And true.
0: now yeah. I am fine with it.
1: Many people love strong black coffee. Yes, and we realize there are others that don't. That's okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Sure. <gasps> <Sorry. laughs> Thank
0: <you>. Not covid. <laughs> the... Allergies. Duh. Duh. Yes, that's definitely they're painting outside and power washing, yeah. Um, and I think you know the moment that you, you know, you look at yourself and go, you know, I'm not perfect. <laughs> But to be perfect, imagine how much pressure that would be to to have to be perfect every day. When you embrace those imperfections and realize it's part of your uniqueness, it's part Mm -hmm. of who you are. And yeah, there are always things you can polish up. You know, you can't have the brass and the silver without polishing it up. Right. And and it's just maintaining oneself. And that means maintaining that self-love.
1: Yeah. And for me, you know, chastising myself or being critical of myself and all that. Okay, I've toned that down a little bit, but I still need to look at myself. But what's changed for me is I now look in the mirror and I end it all or wrap up that conversation with myself by saying, you're awesome. Yes. You're
0: beautiful. You got work to
1: do. But you know what? Look how far you've come. Yes. This is this is great.
0: Yes yes and you know that the the 98 shows that i do are people who have gone through a process in life you know maybe they've had a cosmic two before or just a nudge but they've had that redirection yeah oh, you know, oh many people have had the cosmic two before me quite a few times got concussion now believe me <laughs> okay. the point is 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 if we're willing to go through the process we discover how strong we are how courageous we are how much ability we really have, how flexible we are. And when we get to the other side, when we step into our awesomeness, and we go, thank you for that journey, because I truly know who I am now. I like who I am, I like who I stand for, and I like what I'm here to do. But you've got to be willing to go through the process to get there.
1: Got it. And that's, that's where I drag my feet. But,
0: yeah. and, then, and
1: then I realize, but you have no choice.
0: <laughs> You're go. an air sign, darling. Lift those feet up and fly. <laughs> Oh, well, this has been wonderful having you on for sure. I've loved the conversation. So will you let people know how they can get hold of you if they wish to talk to you, get some advice for you or book you?
1: Yeah, uh, well, we were talking about conversations and this is not a pitch or a plug for my company, but to take a deeper look into what I was talking about and what I do in terms of the communication skills and if you want to talk about that, I work for an organization called Fierce Conversations, just like it sounds fierce. The website is Fierce Inc, I-N-C, so www.Fierce, F-I-E-R-C-E, I-N-C.com. To get a hold of me, man, I love expanding my network. I'm active on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I like talking about what we topics like what we've been discussing, growing myself and working with other people that are growing themselves and learning and helping one another. You can reach me at Luis, L-U-I-S, at Fierce Inc. Dot com just the same as my my company website fierceinc.com. com luis gonzalez at on on linkedin just dial up uh, do a search for luis gonzalez with an s on the end of gonzalez I'm one of the one percent with a s on the end find me on linkedin connect with me on linkedin let's continue the conversation there so those are the three ways uh, that you can Contact me, I'm not very active so much on other social platforms, but I am on LinkedIn.
0: And I have to say that LinkedIn has really changed over the years. I didn't used to like it, but it's become so much more interactive now and friendly. And I've, you know, I met you on LinkedIn and you know, and you know, it's like, um, but there again, don't just go on and post and ignore. It's about participation. The conversation starts with a comment to what's been posted. And and then there's a response to the comment and and then you go, oh, I like where this is going. Let's have a conversation. So it is a participation and an interaction and that goes with anything in life. Nothing comes uh, Amazon delivery to your door. You have got (laughs) to actually participate and and, and interact with people to get to know them. And uh, there's some awesome people on LinkedIn and it's not all big business. You know, there's an awful lot of people just doing some wonderful inspirational things like, you know, nice. sharing kindness every day, a smile every day, meeting people every day. And it's wonderful to see.
1: Yep, yeah, I would agree. And I've met some awesome, awesome people. One lady in particular, Sarah Troy, I think is her name, <laughs> who I've come <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sarah, it's, it's been a real pleasure I hope this has been this has been uh, a valuable conversation for I'll someone have- who listens to
0: It's, I think it has been most certainly because we talked about so much and, you know, openly and honestly about what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives and and adjusting. And, you know, it's okay to have flaws, you know, please stop trying to be perfect. By whose expectation are you trying to be perfect? The the gift of who you are, your beautiful instrument, learn to play it, play it well and bring it to your orchestra of life. That's all you're responsible to do. Uh, But don't, Constantly keep changing your instrument for somebody else's ears. Step into your instrument, play it well, and the people who love that instrument will be eager to listen to you.
1: You're speaking to me now. Thank you. <laughs> this for me. You. It's for other people too, but yes. I'm, I'm receiving this message. Thank good,
0: you. Good, good. Be yourself. Shine bright, right? Uh, well, it's been a wonderful conversation. I've truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Louis for, uh, Louis, for just, you know, being open and honest and, you know, no agenda here. You know, just open, honest conversation. It's wonderful to have, and I'm delighted that we managed to get together to do this, and thank you so much for sharing.
1: I enjoyed it. It was a pleasure as well. Thank you, Sarah. Let's continue our conversation at some other point. I'd look forward to that.
0: Absolutely. Folks, remember, conversations are important. Intent of the conversation, the words of the conversation, is the conversation coming from the heart. You know, this is the time to really kind of look at our our verbiage and how we're communicating, who we're communicating with, but to understand conversations are needed in every aspect of your life. And if you're needing to find a conversational skill, reach out to Lewis. Until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.